Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from people that I admire and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the She Connects podcast. I'm Susan Vandenhuvel and I am honored to be your host again this week. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Oh, I just find it such a joy to know that you are excited when a new episode drops. You are going to love this week's guest and especially this topic that we're going to dive into. This is my friend, Andrea Sandifer. She is joining us from quite a ways away, but um, you're going to really appreciate all of the value that she's going to be adding to our lives this week. Uh, So welcome to the show, Andrea. Tell us a little bit about you and tell us where you're joining us from. Well, thank you for having me, Susan. This will be really fun. Um, Yeah, I'm Andrea Sandifer. I live in South Central Alaska, so just north of Anchorage a bit uh, for those that are familiar with the state. Um, Summer is hitting us right now, which feels glorious after a long winter. I think it was 80 degrees yesterday, which is shocking for May. So we're a little hesitant of what July is going to be like potentially, but um, it feels really good. And I, I'm a stay-at-home mom primarily. I'd call that my primary job, but I'm also, I work in ministry quite a bit, encouraging others. And I'm also a songwriter Uh, not just for myself, but also uh, for my congregation as well, which is really uh, a wonderful, wonderful blessing. Yeah. And you're a podcast host. I am. That was kind of something fun God brought along this past year. You never know what God's going to bring down uh, when you're scrolling Instagram and there's all of a sudden this call for podcast hosts and you can fill out a little form and you get a a phone call about two weeks later and I get interviewed. It was so much fun to connect with Jake at Theophany Media. And it's been really almost like an extension of what I love to do already. I love to encourage other creative Christians and uh, creatively Christian podcast. I mean, that's exactly what we get to do um, every single week. And uh, there's four hosts. So I'm one of four, which has been really, um, really fun to kind of get to know them and we each bring so many different kinds of guests to the show, and it's been a it's been a really uh, a fun process. Mm, well, that information is down in the show notes, so be sure, uh, listeners, that you check that out. She is um, together with her co-hosts are really creating a lot of fabulous content, putting out into the world. Okay, so quick question before we dive into this week's topic, because Alaska is on my bucket list, and 
I want to go whale watching in the worst way. So have you living there, you've participated in that, I'm sure? Oh, yes. And not as much uh, now that I've lived here. But back when I first came here in 1999, which feels like eons ago now, but we went on a whale watching, it was just like a wildlife tour and um, out of Seward, Alaska, which is just south of us a bit. I was actually just there this past weekend halibut fishing with a bunch of friends. And um, we actually saw whales while we were out halibut fishing too. But I remember seeing a bunch of whales out of Seward and then again in Juneau when we were there. And this time of year, the humpback whales are coming up from Hawaii where they've had their calves and they come up to eat. I didn't realize when they're down there in Hawaii having their calves, they don't eat at all. Oh, really? They, yeah, they, they have nothing to eat down there. So they, they have their calves in the warm water and then they journey all the way up the Pacific to come back to Alaska where all of their food lives. And then they just feed and it's, it's so fun to watch them feed and they do those whole bubble net thing where they come up in the water um, in a circle. And it's, it's really, we have the humpbacks, we have gray whales, we have orcas, uh, belugas. Um, it's, it's pretty rich up here in the summer. Wow. Oh, that is just amazing. I mean, how God created them to be able to survive without eating. And then, right? and then just the distance in being able to, you know, make their way up to that area so that they can feed. That is just amazing. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Wow. All right. So I could talk to you the whole episode about Alaska. <laughs> That's how much I really want to go there. But I you know that... <laughs> Uh, I know that we are here to talk about a really important topic that um, so many of us have experienced. We're going to talk about overcoming criticism. And, you know, we, we uh, live in, a, in an imperfect world with imperfect people. And it's just not even realistic to think that we're going to make it through life without receiving some form of criticism. But I think that the important part, and I really believe that this week's episode will encourage you in this is, okay, so we know that every now and then it's, you know, going to show up in our lives, but how do we move on from that? How can we, how can we grow and continue to move forward in the things of God, even when there's criticism. So we definitely, and I don't believe that it's God's heart for us to stay stuck in that place, but he wants us to move forward. So with that, we're just going to dive in really deep um, at the end of the pool here. Let's just plunge in. You know, I, I don't think that it's wise to let praise go to our heads and let criticism dwell in our hearts. How do we do that? Uh, yeah, I, it's very wise to not, but I, I will preface all of this by saying that I am extremely affirmation driven. I mean, I, I, it's been identified as one of my love languages and, you know, all that. So all of this, I say with that as my personality coming out here too. So tons of growth coming at you today. And also if there's a lack of feedback that can also bring up a lot of loneliness in my heart too. Um, so it's, it's just a constant battle that I, I really have to uh, stay aware of. And so, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing uh, how much God has grown in my heart through this. But I think one of the best things we can do for ourselves is to clearly define our mission. 
you know, why write the songs? Why paint the paintings? Why write the stories? Who are we serving? And, you know, especially as Christian creatives, it's really good to define, have a clearly defined mission for what we do. You know, and if if we are seeking to be honored <laughs> uh, and only please others or to be honored by others, any feedback, any criticism is going to hold a lot of weight. So if if we can instead approach our work, like Colossians 3 says, as unto the Lord, like as working for the Lord, then, you know, we can point all praise back to God. We can work through criticism with him. And, you know, criticism can really fade in, uh, in the face of a clearly defined mission, I think. And something else I think we can do is we can really grow in our own confidence as unique creators you know, we, we, we can lean into who we were created to be exactly the work that God has us doing. You know, God has you doing that unique work for a reason. And I think when I started to lean into that as well, my unique voice, it really helped, helped ground me, you know, think about if, if all of the songs in the world sounded like what Lauren Daigle writes, which I love. But if if all songs sounded like that, it'd be really dull. If all paintings looked like Monet, we wouldn't have the richness of the artistic community that we have in the world today. And our unique callings are really important. And I think that leaning into that, again, sets us up for confidence um, when we face criticism. So yeah. And I think other than, yeah, mission and confidence in our unique style, that can be one way we can really overcome that. That so resonated with me because affirmations like you, that is my love language. And, and so on the flip side of that, when they're not as many, you know, the affirmations. So if that's how I feel loved and that is my love language. So then if they're kind of few and far between, well, what's, what is that narrative then in my mind that I have to always be aware of? Okay. So then I'm not loved because I'm not, you know, having, it's just such this thing that I have to really keep in check and just really be aware of what's going on in my headspace. Thank you so much for, for sharing that because that is powerful right there. And Wow. I mean, we could just do a whole episode just <laughs> on your answer to that first question. That is really, really good. How how do we not allow ourselves to become bitter? And I don't know, I'm just being honest here because, I, you know, I've had to walk through that too. And, and you know, I can tell when, when I'm just marinating a little bit in that criticism and just constantly bringing my heart before the Lord. But I'm just curious what you would say about that. Yeah, it's so easy uh, to let it fester. I think in our humanness, we really allow any criticism to really hold weight sometimes. And I think, you know, it it can be painful. Any criticism or critique can be painful, but it, it is worth growing uh, through if we can. And, and I thought it'd actually be kind of helpful to clarify. So when, <clears throat> when somebody hears criticism, they might think of different things. So uh, comments like, that was terrible, or I did not like that at all. Those are junk. <laughs> Those are absolute junk. And they shouldn't be regarded whatsoever. It is really hard to hear those kind of things. But the quicker we can be like, that was junk. 
throw it away. I'm not even going to listen to that. The better it's going to be for our hearts. So those, those kind of opinions are worthless, but critical feedback, in other words, you know, a different way to look at criticism. I would call it critique. That is where I think we can grow the most. And there's kind of two ways that I have found that I've really grown in receiving that kind of critique. And first, really, we can learn to decipher quality critique from the rest. So what I like to do is I, I like to ask questions. When, I'm, when I receive some kind of feedback from someone, I like to ask, does this person know me? That's a good filter. Mm-hmm. Uh, has this person ever encouraged my work in any way? Uh, does this person understand the kind of work that I'm longing to create? And does this person understand my mission? If the answer to any of those kind of questions is no, then more than likely we can throw out that critique as well. <laughs> wow. Um, so I just, I want to just push pause here for a minute and yeah. encourage the listeners that if you didn't catch those questions, they will, they are in the show notes. So um, those are some really great filters right there that will help yeah. kind of guide what, what you're receiving. So check out the show notes and um, uh, you have them right there. So yeah, continue on. Yeah. I think those filters are really helpful and sometimes they don't slow down enough to really ask those questions. But when I do, I can almost feel any kind of frustration or grief over some of that critique kind of melt away. If the answer to those is no, then again, it's junk or it can be junk. And then, you know, another good filter is, you know, not only who is this person, but what is their rank compared to me? Like, I hate to call it rank, but you know, I'm a songwriter. So I listen to other songwriters Uh, And I tend to listen to songwriters who are doing similar work um, to mine. And I also, I I really love to listen to songwriters who are creating work that I admire or that I see as well-crafted or well-done, almost like a step ahead of me, like that I'm continually learning from them as well. So their feedback matters a bit more to me than others too. So that's another good after you kind of go through those filter questions, also kind of consider who this person is in comparison to the work that I'm doing. So yeah, filter, filter all of that through those kind of questions. And then secondly, another way I think we can really grow is through our listening. Mm. Uh, I don't listen well. I don't know about the rest of you guys. So (laughs) I can tend to be like, what? You know, and just jump to conclusions. And I've really had to learn how to intake and not just react right away uh, to listen well. And, you know, again, if those filter questions, if, if everything's coming back, yes, this is, this is feedback from somebody that I admire, that understands what I'm trying to do. Listen, listen to what they're saying. And don't be afraid to ask questions to clarify. Like I received feedback on something the other day from a very uh, respected mentor and I didn't understand exactly what he meant with his suggestion. And it was so good to, to ask clarifying questions to just kind of clear it up. Cause I didn't quite understand. And it could have, it could have grown into something like, Oh, he doesn't like anything I do anymore. And no, I just had to ask some good questions. So mm, that is so important to 
because I think that, I think that if it's received in a way, you know, you're talking about this example that you just shared, you know, it's, it's understanding that person's heart too. Would you say that like they have your best interests at heart and they're wanting to, you know, it's kind of like those relationships that come alongside you to speak into your life and to, to help you, you know, go where you're, where you're trying to go. And, and they understand, like you said, they understand your heart. They understand the dream that's in your heart and what God has called you to do. And so there's a, there's a trust level there too, that even if, some of the some of the feedback or the questions maybe feel hard and maybe even kind of challenging you know that their their heart is for you yeah absolutely yeah and you know those that are uh that don't meet any of those filter requirements that are the junk you know especially in the online world it's really good we can block people <laughs> Yeah. We can go, nope, nope, nope. And we can, and that's important. Don't be afraid to block people out and allow your community of people to be those that encourage you forward. It's okay. We, we can do that. It's, you know, I think if God really wants them to hear our, our words and our heart, he'll break through. But in the meantime, we don't need, we don't, what is that phrase? We don't need that kind of negativity in our lives, you know, yeah. something like that. We can yeah. block them. So find good, good mentors. It's really important too. Yeah. And so would you agree that giving ourselves permission that especially, you know, you had mentioned the online world, mm. we don't have to respond to everything, you know, I mean, especially in just today's culture, I just am not convinced that issues are resolved in a comment thread. And oh, no. I mean, don't ever read the comments. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, and so I don't know, someone listening today could even just be set free right now, just hearing that, that you don't have to respond to everything that that is actually leading yourself. Well, you know, is there, yeah. is this something that I should give my energy and my effort to, and just, I think even, taking a pause break, uh, you know, you mentioned not reacting right away, just kind of stepping back and, you know, kind of developing, is there something that you want to say? Is there something that you should say? Yeah. And if it really bothers you and continues to bother you, go talk to somebody you trust, talk to a mentor, talk to that person that you respect about it and help them or allow them to help you see more clearly as well. That's, that's where that community can really kick in. Yeah. (laughs) So Andrea, how have you grown from criticism in your own life? Uh, a lot, a lot of growth over here. Uh, and I thought it'd be, it'd be really good to just kind of give an example of what growth has looked like. So last fall, I entered into an eight week coaching group with uh, Nashville Christian songwriters. And what that looks like is every week we hop on a zoom call and the coaches have recordings of our songs for that week and they play them while we're all listening. And then they offer feedback right away. And these coaches completely pass all of those filter questions for me. So uh, know that, but continually receiving feedback on my song babies uh, was really hard. And there was one song in particular that it nearly made an appearance every week. And I, I remember about week four or five, 
I remember thinking, I am never going to please these coaches with this song. I am, I'm not doing something right. I'm no good at this, you know, because that's where those thought distortions kind of, that's where they lead uh, if we let them fester. And that's when it, it was, it was really hard to keep showing up in the face of that. It was really hard to keep doing the work, trusting the process of reworking the song, showing up every week. It was, it was even becoming hard for me to send them the MP3 every week, like, oh, here we go again. And I'd say about week seven, I, I submitted it <laughs> as hard as that was. And, but that week on the Zoom call, one of the coaches, I saw him mute his audio. And while the song played, he sang along. And he was entering into worship with this little song I had crafted again and again and again. And when it was done playing, he said, there it is. (laughs) You did it. And it was like the most redemptive moment in my songwriting ever, because it was not only was it a, oh, I, I did it. Like he, he likes it. And, but it was God showing me that look at what your trust brought about. Like as hard and painful as that was, that process of going through that critique week after week after week. And, and it was, it was even like, so this word here and this word here and this phrase, and just like these itty bitty little things. And it wasn't even anything big. It, it wasn't like, oh, I don't like this song at all. It was itty bitty little things that kind of dug into my heart. And by listening to critique, listening well, <laughs> taking a beat, stepping back, listening well, and digging in and trusting their input, a better song was born and it touched his heart. And that's my mission. That is, that is exactly what I show up to do every time I write is to create something that might extend the love of God to someone else. And so if I hadn't trusted, if I hadn't kept showing up and trusting that process, it it wouldn't have happened. So I'm really thankful (laughs) hindsight Mm -hmm. uh, for that process. And it's fun when I actually look at where the song started now and where it ended up. I don't even recognize the original song uh, that I loved dearly at the time, but uh, yeah, what a blessing it can be to really grow through that. So, yeah. Uh, so how do you, how do you lead yourself well when you're receiving criticism? (laughs) When I do it well, uh, I discard the junk first and foremost. Um, I ask those filter questions and I listen well. And again, you know, I, I, I trust that the art will be better served if I consider the words of those that meet all that criteria, basically, you know, and I try not to dwell on it too. I can, I can let a lot of stuff fester in my heart. And that's when talking to somebody I trust really can be important. Mm. You know, I I've been serving with the same worship pastor for over a decade now. He's probably the one I go to the most (laughs) with my, uh, my questions or he, he encouraged me to take part in a hymn writing collective this past couple months 
that we did the same thing. We, we submitted work and received critique. And I actually had a coaching call uh, last week where we reviewed four songs and I felt myself having grown, you know, from that experience last fall with Nashville Christian songwriters entering into that critique going, I'm excited to hear what Matt Merker is going to say. This is exciting. And, And that was growth. That was, that was a beautiful realization for me is I entered into that critique. I wasn't nervous. I was excited because I respect Matt Merker. I, he is, he is a songwriter that I appreciate and I respect and same with my worship pastor. He is a songwriter and a man of God that I respect. And when I can go to him and ask questions or, Hey, I received this comment. Is this worth, you know, considering he can, he can help me filter that too. So, you know, I don't think I do it well, every single time I receive critique, but I'm growing. We're all growing. Right. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, something else that I have done in the past that I felt was beneficial is if something's really bothering me, like if there's a, a particular project that has received some kind of feedback that doesn't sit well, sometimes I give that project a little bit of a break. Maybe I'm too close to the work. Maybe, maybe it matters too much to me for some reason. And, you know, like if it's a song that doesn't have a a timeline, that's really important. I'll just kind of give it a break. Uh, I'll walk away from it for a while. And I did that with a song recently. I think it it took like a two year vacation actually. And um, I recently brought it into a co-write with a gal and just presented it as an idea. Maybe we could work from, and the combination, I think of giving it that little break plus adding another writing voice, it, it blossomed into this song that it was actually really lovely and received good feedback from those that we presented it to. So almost stepping back from the work helped too. Um, that was another way that, um, I've seen uh, a, a good result of <laughs> another way to grow is maybe step back from the work a little bit too. Yeah, that is so important. I think kind of brings just a, a fresh perspective too. And I, I know for myself in that stepping back uh, and then, you know, getting with, of course, the Lord, of course, and allowing him to just remind me of what is true, you know, and um, allowing him to speak into my life, but also in that pulling back, reaching out to those people in my healthy community that uh, know my heart and know what I'm carrying, the message that I'm carrying and inviting them into, um, into my headspace a little bit. And, uh, you know, saying, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. Will you just, can you speak truth into this here? And, and I think that a combination of those, of those things allows me to enter back into that creative space with just, you know, fresh wind and um, fresh perspective. So really good stuff there. In your opinion, why is it important as leaders to learn how to lead themselves well in this area? And then um, a question right after that, if it isn't handled well, is it possible to create problems in other areas that we're leading? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, of course, leading, leading by example is super powerful, right? You know, if we, if we want others to be encouraging, we should show them what encouragement looks like and feels like Uh, if we want others to be kind, like I think my kids, 
if I want them to be kind, I need to show them kindness. And, you know, it just, that trickles down into anything that we do anytime we are placed in a position of leadership. And in this regard, you know, if we want others to receive criticism, well, (laughs) we need to receive criticism well, especially as they're, you know, if we ever find ourselves in a position of mentor, that is really important. And, you know, something I love when I get to work with other artists in my congregation is I try to share stories of when I've received critique or feedback. Sometimes they're a little shocked to hear that I I ever do. You know, when, when we present something, it's usually our finished, our polished work. And it can be deceiving to, you know, people think, oh, everything they do is perfect and flawless. And that's not reality. And I think if the sooner we can share stories of, oh, no, this is where it started. You want to hear the first draft? It was terrible. That really kind of lends itself to showing others that receiving critique is, can be really helpful. Um, I worked with a, a songwriter the other day who he's an instrumentalist. He's very gifted and he, he doubts himself all the time and it's so hard to encourage him forward. I don't know why it's so hard to encourage him forward. I love him dearly. And I'm praying for him in his confidence. Again, that unique call on his life to just to grow in his confidence. And I can see almost some of that confidence boost up in him when I share stories of my own doubts and fears and frustrations and the growth in my life. And so sharing examples is really helpful, but leading by example, uh, of course is helpful. And, you know, and we have, we have a lot of responsibility and power in that too. So everybody that we ever lead or come in contact with, they're going to have their own opinions and ideas. And, you know, if we find ourselves in a position of leadership over, let's say an event, or, you know, in, in my case, it's, it's art events that we do at our church Uh, we get a lot of ideas and opinions. And again, staying mission focused Mm -hmm. is where I have to ground myself. If, if we're, if we're falling away from our original mission, it's because I've, I've lost focus of it. And I've let the comments and suggestions of others really bombard that mission. So that's, that's definitely been important. Again, that missional focus. Yeah. And so I'm curious, are you a mentor? to people? Uh, I have found myself in that role. It's it's kind of surprising. Again, God has really grown in me. I I still, I need mentors so much because I'm still growing. So even though I am mentoring others now, oh man, do I need my mentors because I'm still growing forward as well. But it is kind of a surprising shift in my journey, watching God put all these young, I I call them young, most of them are older than me, but uh, new artists or artists that are rediscovering their gifts in my care. And it's, it's humbling. It's, and it's, it's a, it's a beautiful work that I love engaging in, but it's hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's really hard. And just being real with them and sharing examples of, yeah, how, how I've had to grow in my own confidence is it's been helpful for a lot of them. Yeah. And so what does what does it look like then in your opinion to offer healthy feedback not in a critical you know attacking someone's character mm-hmm. but in a way that is healthy what does that look like can you share a little example of what that might sound like 
Oh man. Yeah. I, (laughs) I can tend to be, especially with my artists that I feel like they have a lot of room to grow. I can tend to be really cheery and always positive. And I, and I have a really hard time telling anyone that something could be different um, or tried something different. And uh, I'm growing in that still. So I'm trying to take a beat off of some of my, the coaches that I've, I'm learning from and to learn what good critique sounds like. And when I was working with that songwriter the other day, uh, he had, for example, it was just a chord progression and it felt a little clunky in one section. And I was playing along at the piano. He, he was on the guitar and we're playing along. And I thought, you know, I feel like this almost wants to go this direction. Let's just try it. You know, almost kind of like, let's, let's work together on this. Let's just, let's just try it out. And we kind of played through it. And I just, I was just trying to watch his reaction or watch his face. And there was a moment where he was like, Oh yeah. What was that? What did you just do? And it, it was, it was kind of, it was rewarding because I was like, okay, I, I, I critiqued that at that moment, but in a way that he almost saw right away the benefit of working together like that. So it was, it was a gift to me because I was a little nervous that he was going to take it the wrong way. And he didn't, you know, mm-hmm. again, entering into anything we do with kindness and the love of the Lord, that's important. If we, you know, again, I, it's amazing that I find myself in leadership position um, a mentoring position with anyone, but I, I pray that I can always extend kindness in everything I do. And I think that's, and just, and to come alongside each other, not to be domineering, not to be like, I'm your mentor. I'm because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm right. still learning and growing too. And um, being humble about it and being kind. I think that holds a lot of power. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, as I'm listening to you, it's almost like I'm picturing, you know, being able to look at someone that you are, that you're mentoring, that you've come alongside and recognizing there is so much potential in you. And I want to tap into that and pull that out. And, and would you say it's, it's approaching critique in that manner? Oh yeah. And just trusting that, well, and, and along with that is, you know, having a relationship with these people to the point where they can almost filter you through those kind of questions. They can, they can trust you. They can trust what they, you want to be invested in what they're doing. You want to believe in what they're doing. You want to understand what they're trying to do. So if we enter into a critique and not really understand the heart of an artist, we're going to be, we're going to be doing them a disservice. Sure. <clears throat> so the sooner we can, you know, try to get to know someone in our care. Um, like I work with a lot of uh, photographers and painters. I don't know much about either of those genres, <laughs> but I'm learning and uh, again, it's kind of it's kind of hilarious what the different things that God has asked me to walk into. So I'm I'm finding myself learning about photography, and painting, and the different styles, just so I can come alongside those artists a bit um, more effectively, even and enter into their craft alongside them, and as a friend and as an encourager. Um, yeah, it's really mm-hmm. important. 
Mm-hmm. So how can we keep criticism from taking us out of the call of God upon our lives? I don't know about you, but I've been there, you know, mm-hmm. when the, it seems like it keeps coming or it's kind of a harder criticism. And I just, you know, I, I kind of get lost in my headspace and feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, is this even worth it? So yeah. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I've been there. And so speak into that. Yeah. Uh, Susan, I've been there too. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think most of us that have been doing any kind of creative work for any length of time have probably encountered, I pray they haven't encountered the extent that I've encountered, but um, at one point I, and I feel like I keep coming back to this. I didn't have a clearly defined mission. I didn't have my why, my, my reason for being creative. Um, And I found myself in the midst of a, a small congregation that was very divided on musical style. And the, the half of the congregation that was against the style of worship that I was leading, they were very vocal and uh, very harsh. And I buckled, I buckled hard. And I, when I walked away from that little congregation, I actually walked away from the music for a while too, just because I, 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 again, I let that critique, that harsh criticism just fester and it made me it made me think I'm I'm no good at this yeah uh and it was really that was a I call that my wilderness season because I I don't think I touched a piano for over a year Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. by the grace of God uh he didn't leave me there and he led me into a church family that I, I'm currently at now, and I've been there for over a decade. And he led me into this relationship with my worship pastor, who is my greatest mentor and encourager. I needed somebody like Joel to encourage me forward, to help me heal, to help me grow, and to help me solidify my own mission, my own why for doing the music. And I didn't realize that I. I wasn't strong enough and I I didn't realize that I was still growing back then. And I think that's why I buckled. I would love to think if I could go back, would I do something different? Would I stay? Would I stick it out? Um, I trust that the journey God has brought me on is exactly the journey he needed me to be on to get to the place where I'm at now. And, And I can look back and go, okay, that's why I need a mission. That's why I need clear direction in my own work. And because who knows, I may face that kind of criticism again in the future. I, I trust that God is preparing me for something and it, it maybe preparing me for a conversation like this today that I, I walked through that so that I could extend that to everyone listening today that this kind of situation can pop up. We need to be as grounded and ready as we can be. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I'm, I'm thankful. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have said that a decade ago, Yeah, but I am thankful I walked through that and I am where I am now. I'm being led by those that I'm being led by now. I, I'm, a, I'm a better 
songwriter. I'm a better woman, woman of God. I, uh, my faith is stronger. My songs are better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I, we have to trust God with that process too. And, you know, if, if we feel the tug to walk away from something to really, to pray about it and to, to trust that sometimes steps away aren't bad. Yeah. Um, I think that was something I, I, I lived with a lot of guilt for a long time thinking, oh, I shouldn't have left that congregation. Um, I should have been stronger in my faith. Sure. I should, I should have been stronger in my faith and now I am. And I, and I thank God for that. So mm-hmm. yeah, been there. Oh mm-hmm. yes. Been there. So. Yeah. And you know, you keep um, using the phrase, encourage people forward, which I absolutely mm-hmm. love. I just love that. And I think that so much of what we go through, if we, if we allow it, we can, God can use that work through us to encourage someone else forward in their own journey that boy, you know, you can be able to look at someone and say, I get you. I've been there. How can I help you? How can I encourage you? This is, this is what God did. This is how he helped me. And, you know, I think that that's such the, the beautiful thing about community is having that, those healthy relationships that you can reach out and you can say, I received this email or somebody said this and it just cut me, you know, it Mm -hmm. just cut me. And I just feel like, I don't know if this is even worth it anymore. And then to have that trusted person who, who just under, again, just really understands um, and believes in what you're carrying um, to be able to speak into that. That is so good. So good. And, you know, if you're listening today and, and that, that is you and, and it resonates with you, you know, Andrea and I just want to encourage you that you matter um, your life matters and the gifts that God has placed on the inside of you, they matter and they have a place in the world. And we just want to encourage you in that uh, if you're in a hard season right now. Um, but that just really leads me into my last and final question as we're wrapping up. This has been such a great conversation. Uh, thank you, Andrea. Absolutely. What would you say to uh, the listener uh, today who is struggling to move past criticism? Oh, dear one. First, I would say that I understand and that I'm sorry. And then, you know, honestly, pray about it. You know, talk to God. He is as close as a prayer. And I think sometimes we forget that when we're struggling with something, we forget that what a gift it is to follow Jesus and that he's, he's right there. And Mm -hmm. so when I, when I feel grief or loneliness or um, doubt creep in, the quicker I can go to God, the better. Yeah. Ask him what is true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pray about how to feel. Re- ask him to help you regain clarity. Again, mm-hmm. help him to solidify or ask him to help you solidify what is true and right and what your mission is. Um, mm-hmm. I think that'd be first and foremost. And again, I think we've been kind of dr- beating this drum. Connect with a small group of people that do the same kind of work that you do or that can encourage you forward in what you're doing. Find a mentor. Mm -hmm. Boy, the online space is, 
it can be, it can be a gift. It's not all bad. Uh, right. It can be such a gift to be able to connect with each other. I'm connected with so many songwriters across the nation, across the globe, actually. And it's, it's proved to be a wonderful gift um, just to have that small community of songwriters. And, you know, in that I'm, I'm convinced we are not, we are not meant to create alone. Yeah. You know, we may do the work of penning uh, the story, painting, uh, taking the photos. We may do all of that kind of work on our own, but I don't think we were meant to do the process yeah. of creative work alone. Um, so trust that, you know, sharing your work is beautiful. We need to be sharing our work. Mm-hmm. It does open us up for critique, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which mm-hmm. can be scary, but if we're not sharing our work, nobody, nobody can partake of it. Nobody can enjoy it. Nobody can really be touched by it. And, you know, I, you know, I keep saying define your mission. So, this might look like your why for doing what you do. And I thought it'd be fun to kind of share what my, my why is, what kind of my drum beat is. So yeah, I actually found this quote that kind of became my mission filter um, recently when I was reading Andrew Peterson's book, Adorning the Dark, which if uh, any creative out there has not read Adorning the Dark by Andrew Peterson, put that on your reading list like yesterday. So I had one of my artistic friends paint this quote on a large canvas for my studio wall so that every time I engage my work, I see it and I can be reminded of it. That's another, put it in front of you, have it everywhere um, so that you can be reminded of it. So that quote is, let this song be a light in someone's darkness. Let this song bring you glory Father, use it to lead someone home. Wow, Andrea. That's my mission. That is so powerful. It is. And it's, if I can keep that focus, then, you know, criticism, whatever criticism lies ahead, it will fade in the face of that. Um, Or I will grow with that mission in mind. So, yeah. Oh, that is so good. I love that. Um, And what was the book again? Adorning the Dark by Andrew Peterson. So, and this is the same Andrew Peterson, if those are familiar with his songwriting, he, um, he wrote, Is He Worthy? It's kind of the call and response song that's out there right now. And he's the author of the Wing Feather Saga, which is a brilliant uh, fantasy fiction um, series and just all around awesome guy, poet, I was on a call with him the other day through the Hem Writing Collective, and he, he writes like a sonnet a day. He, he loves to, you know, kind of dabble in poetry, and as a songwriter, uh, poetry is really important, and just a neat guy, and I think he's coming out with another book similar to Adorning the Dark, so I look forward to that, but that's a good one for any creative that really needs uh, encouragement, um, mm-hmm. potentially. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. good. Andrea, this has been just so valuable to my life and to the listening community. Thank you so much for investing in our lives. And I know that uh, down in the show notes, I've already 
pointed this out, but make sure that you check out all of the different uh, links that are available for you as listeners to stay connected to Andrea, check out her her YouTube channel and um, just all of the different things that she is creating and putting out into the world. I know that you so appreciated hearing from her today. And um, I just would like to believe that you want to stay connected um, to her. So be sure to check out those links. And especially, as I mentioned earlier, the filter, those questions that she shared as a filter, they are also in the show notes. But um, Andrea, thank you so much for joining us. It was a just a pleasure to have you on the show this week. Podcast listeners, we love you. We believe in you. Um, know that you are fully seen. You are fully heard. You are fully known. And God could not love you any more than he does right now at this very moment. So thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you stay well and that you have a fabulous week. We'll catch you next time. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them, and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week and I will connect with you right back here next week.